day that WebRTC will be successful is the day when people stop talking about it. I think we've kind of crossed a little bit of that chasm yep. into the world where real businesses are actually finding real uses. Welcome to the Communication Developer Zone, a podcast focused on application development and technology. And this is Alan Percy. I'm your podcast host. And thanks for joining us today. And what we've got um, today is a special episode here recorded at uh, Enterprise Connect. Um, with me, I've got uh, Chip Wilcox, who's the CMO from Temesis, and, and, and thanks for joining us today. Thanks for inviting me to speak. Yeah, nice well, really, here. really happy. Well, the background on today's session is uh, about a month ago or so, we um, had an opportunity to speak together on a uh, joint panel focused on WebRTC applications, and when I had a chance to sit with Chip uh, to talk about WebRTC applications, I thought it would be a real good chance to put together a sort of follow-up to that session and some of the previous podcasts we've done with the other panelists. And so... Chip, I wanted to, you know, sort of get, first get started with, um, let's just talk about, you know, like what makes a really good WebRTC application, mm. and um, and we'll go from there. Okay. Um, so, yeah, some of the background behind why we're here today uh, is just that. We've had a lot of opportunities in the last two or three years to see WebRTC evolve as a technology, and I uh, remember even two and a half years ago saying that the day that WebRTC will be successful is the day when people stop talking about it as a technology right? and really start thinking about how you can use it to enable a user experience in a different way using real-time communications features Correct. That, are yep. Im- that are embedded in applications. Right. And uh, I think in the last six to 12 months, we've really turned a corner with the whole uh, ecosystem and how uh, people are finally understanding this concept of embedding real-time communication as a feature right. in an application right. as opposed to saying, oh, do you guys use WebRTC right. and having like the product manager look at you with his eyes glazed over and going, huh, what? Oh, no, I've never heard of that company, right? So I think we've kind of crossed a little bit of that chasm yep. into the world where real businesses are actually finding real uses for ways to better engage their customers or to engage users, uh, get users to interact with each other differently, and being able to put these experiences together where it's now a a consolidated or a single uh, workflow or unified uh, user experience where Mm -hmm. communication just becomes something you do naturally. Right. And it's all part of the application now. You're not sending people outside of the app to use Skype um, while Skype is great for 850 million people who think it's good enough, yep. you know, really, yep. if I'm an application developer, I'd much rather have my users stay inside the application and, right. and finish talking to each other if they need to or, or uh, having a video chat with each other inside whatever experience it is I'm creating. Sure. And I think, you know, one of the buzzwords that comes up a lot in our communication space is sort of this omni-channel or business process. Mm-hmm. And I think what you're saying is, in a summary, is that um, by focusing on what somebody's trying to accomplish and then putting communication features within what they're trying to accomplish. So they might be, for example, browsing on a website, uh, shopping for something, or maybe they're working on a website for... Uh, an educational experience and mm-hmm. then be able to jump into a video session or a voice session as opposed to having to jump out of that web experience, go to another application, open up another uh, application, 
that maybe is not even installed on their particular right. device and then have to worry about configuring that and then getting it activated. Yeah. And the whole idea is it's immersive, it's within their experience. So they might be in a shopping experience or they might be, again, an education experience mm -hmm. and that they're able to then set up a session. So we start to think about it as, as, a, as a technology that enables the communication as opposed to uh, um, you know, a technology just for the sake of technology. Exactly right. And I think, again, that um, I'll be the first person to say, well, you know, no, video doesn't belong everywhere. Right, right. right. It, ubiquitous means different things to different people. Um, the whole point of the technology that we work with and that we're trying to enable for developers is you use the most appropriate method or right. the most appropriate con uh, uh, technology for the context of whatever it is you're trying to create as an experience. And you need more, we've needed more flexibility yep. uh, in terms of, uh, of uh, implementing these technologies. So, sure. so the, you know, in the early days uh, when I saw what I thought would be possible with WebRTC, uh, I was extremely excited because I could see all of the different possibilities for it. Right. But then right. explaining it to people became extremely difficult. Yeah. Because you had challenges with getting WebRTC to work. Right. Um, even within a single room on the same network, you know, and eventually all those things get ironed out. And now the standard is at a place where everybody uh, feels it's pretty stable. And you've got uh, companies like Temesis and others that have uh, built and extended the API and made mm -hmm. it possible for mm -hmm. developers to use it really easily. And now you're giving them the tool that they can actually use. Right. Um, and and not think too hard about how to build this stuff in. They just sure. like, well, I think it would make sense to have an audio call escalated from a, a live chat on a website right here. Right. Or right. maybe now is the time when my AI bot says to the person, gee, it looks like you're having a bit of a problem or I can't answer your question. Would you like to talk to somebody? And boom, the link is there and you can say yes or no. And if you click yes, it just becomes a video call right. or it becomes right. an audio chat. Yeah. So to me, you know, it's awesome to see things evolving to this point and to see people actually getting it. Um, I'm so equally surprised every day when I wake up to find out that this is actually happening. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because three years ago, a lot of people would look at me like, "Man, you you are I I appreciate your passion. Drink the Kool Aid. I right? appreciate your passion for this, but I really need to see evidence that it's right. going to work. Which is the first sign that you've got across the chasm is you right. get real businesses that are looking at it and going, "Actually, this could be a really part of a valuable part of my business yeah. proposition or or my my." Uh, unique selling proposition for customers and and yes I buy yep the uh, the concept and yes you've done it right um, when they're using us it's great you know and and now you get to see things happen right? yeah so I mean just in terms of kinds of interesting applications I mean yeah and that's really I, I would love to let's dig into is let's talk about some of the unusual use cases because I think that was you know that was what our session was uh, about and I think that since then, we've, as we were preparing for today's call, we talked about some really interesting use cases and some of the vertical markets that are starting to benefit from, from the technology. So, yeah. Um, I, I think, yeah, so you've got, we have, I mean, I take a look at our stats every week and I'm, I'm amazed at the diversity of the use cases mm -hmm. or the different verticals. Mm -hmm. There are some that stand out who are, I think, ahead of everyone else in terms of getting it and implementation. One of those is, you know, telehealth and telemedicine. Yep. But again, you're like one step away from unified communications there. We've right. had video consultations with high-end video systems for, for doctors. Right. And, and between 
you know, primary care physicians and specialists, sure. or between surgeons who are actually doing something and a subject matter expert for a particular case. Right. You know, inside hospitals or in t inside um, um, medical uh, teaching institutions. Uh -huh. Now we're starting to see it become much more. Um, you're seeing the long tail applications where you've got just some guy building a telemedicine suite in his garage you uh -huh. know, as a software, uh -huh. as a service coming through and saying, well, I want to rethink the entire patient experience from the time they walk into a waiting room uh -huh. to the follow-ups that they have after they've gotten whatever treatment they need. Right. And I want to enable that online. Okay. And video and audio become just a part of that right. process. And so we have a very interesting customer that's built that kind of application where, again, it took them less than two weeks to implement the technology right. that supports the real-time communications slice right. of their business, but they built an entire business that's all about telemedicine and said, you know what, we don't need to worry about the video piece because we can use WebRTC and these guys and right. they, they just build it and, and now they're like going to market with that. Yeah. So telehealth, yeah, absolutely sort of an interesting interesting space and I think we're seeing, um, in we're starting to also see some integrations with you know the internet of things kind of yep. sensors and pulse and respiration and oxygen levels getting mixed in and, and some of those leverage some of the data channel features yep. of WebRTC which is sort of a unique case yeah and again the security of WebRTC the the encryption capability right. is really the thing that helps with that right. and it is a very easy conversation to have with people especially right. if, if you're familiar with HIPAA you know, Health yep. Insurance Portability and Accountability Act, and you're worried about um, HIPAA compliance, or if you're a covered entity and you actually have to be certified for HIPAA, um, you know, again, I say that WebRTC is a great enabler for that. Right. But let's stop, to, you know, let's not talk about WebRTC, let me show you what it can actually do. Right. And, right. and then they, it's a, they, they just automatically get it. Right? Yep. They're like, if my application's compliant and the plumbing that you're providing is fully encrypted end to end, then I'm cool. We're good. Right. 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 There you go. E-learning is another vertical, which is obviously so, a natural uh, adopter for yep. education. Uh, technology right. and education yep. in general. And again, um, you have companies like Blackboard that have been investing in WebRTC for a couple of years already. Right. You know, they acquired a, a company that was uh, provided like a software MCU for WebRTC a, a while back. So they were a very early adopter, and they're obviously one of the top players in that space. Now you're seeing everyone else kind of come around and, and say, all right, I need to do this, and I'm finally ready to put it in my product. Is it a buy? It's a buy versus build decision for right. some of them. Right. Um, I maintain again in a lot of what I see that you really have to think about is my primary business, the communication aspect, right. the real-time communication aspect of the product, or is my primary business providing the best experience as a whole right. for these users? And really, the communication piece is just a component. It's an important one, but it's just a component. Right. And, and I, and I was, I think, over the weekend, as part of the hackathon, there was sort of an interesting use case for education in general, oh, which yeah. is a discussion about about musicians and the ability of collaborating as a musician as sort of a teaching aid, yeah. to possibly to show someone, okay, this is how you would, uh, you know, yeah. either not only learn how to play an instrument, but also some of the post production that happens with music. Well, and and again, it's it's kind of bridging two sort of topics there. One is you've got someone who doesn't work for an e-learning company or an educational institution or isn't involved directly in that space, but they have an interesting idea about how to fix mm -hmm. something or they have a different way of thinking about it and they just want to try and build a proof of concept. And this is what hackathons are really great right. for. You don't have to have a full app. It's thinking through the use case and how I would enable that and then figuring out how to embed one particular component. So this weekend at Tad Hack, 
many in Orlando, we were talking about the real-time video mm -hmm. and audio and anything else, communications or telco related mm -hmm. uh, functionality. But the applications that people wanted to build covered a lot more ground than just that. Right. They came in and they said, well, here's my use case. I've got this yeah, thing, right. um, a collaboration application for musicians to work with a producer who might be remote, but who can help you run a, a recording session, uh -huh. you know? And so this person came in and they were like, okay, I see what those guys are doing, those guys are doing. Okay, you're working with WebRTC and you make it really easy for me because I don't know anything about right. how to code this right. stuff, but right, I know right. JavaScript, right? And we were like, yeah, here you go. And in less than 16 hours, this person had a really nice proof of concept. And she was a, a graphic designer to begin with. Right. So, of course, she thinks about the visual design, and it was the most beautiful looking hack I'd ever yeah. seen. Right? Yeah, yeah. But the key thing was, there's the waveform, right? The recording of the file. Here's the producer, here's the artist. You got the two locations running in the same browser together. A third party can join. You can actually have another musician. They can do live tracking if they want. Mm -hmm. But all those pieces of functionality were going to be provided by other technologies. The video and the, the real-time back-and-forth communication piece was us, and they just did it like that. Yeah, that's right? probably interesting. And again, as a musician, I can personally appreciate what she's trying to accomplish. Right. Even if I weren't a musician, I would be like, that. okay, that's a different use case that right. I wasn't expecting to see. I might have expected to see, oh, video conferencing, video chat, let's reinvent Zoom or, or WebEx or whatever. Let, sure. But then you've taken it one step further and said, I want to accomplish a specific task or I want to do a specific thing in a specific space. And everything I need to do that is something that before I'd have to build a whole separate app for. Right. Now I can do all of this in one place with the, the real-time components, right. real -time the real-time communications built in. So certainly, you know, a lot's changed in the last few years. And I think that, as we've discussed, you know, the, the, the technology's opened up opportunities to, you know, communications enable all kinds of interesting applications, and I, and we're about at our time here today. So, cool. um, I, one of the things I want usually like to wrap up with is, you know, so, you know, Chip, where can they learn more about you and about your platform, sure. and then we'll uh, and then we'll wrap up from there. <laughs> well, I, don't, I won't do what I did a couple of years ago, South by Southwest, which I invited the entire internet to call me. <laughs> uh, so we're on Twitter at TemesisRTC. Okay. Uh, I'm on Twitter at, as at Chip Wilcox. Okay. Um, our website's temesis.io. Yeah. Um, we try very hard to make it easy for people to see what we do and how we work with them yep. uh, online. And I publish a couple of different blogs, yep. uh, and blog post every week pretty much is my goal. Good. Um, and we talk about these very same things where we try and highlight the really interesting use cases. So even if they're not using our product, it doesn't really matter. Yep. I, I think it's amazing to see this technology getting the kind of traction and, and adoption that we're seeing. And it, to me, it's more exciting to see how people are using it. Yep. Of course, I want to be the best, but yeah. uh, the best provider for the technology and the best enabler for developers. But actually, it's pretty exciting just to see how people are thinking about things and doing so very differently than two years ago. Well, I appreciate your enthusiasm. I can hear it in your voice. So <laughs> anyway, um, so anyway, uh, gr great to have you as a guest. Looking forward to um, obviously following up with you on, on some of the contact information. If uh, folks are interested and they want to drop me a note, you can reach me on Twitter at Alan D. Percy. I always appreciate hearing from you. Your comments and feedback are great. And with that, I'm going to say thanks again for spending some time with you, and I'm looking forward to having yes. you back sometime yes. in the next couple of months. Thanks very much. All right, thanks.
Mm-hmm.